This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. You're listening to Live and Learn with me, Dashran Johan. Recently, Muda announced that they'd like to work with Pakatan Harapan at GE15. The announcement was has been met with mixed reactions, while some welcome the decision, saying that it's the natural path for the new party. Others, especially supporters of PKR, are rather sceptical of them. So joining me on the show to discuss Muda's GE15 plans, especially with regard to working with Pakatan Harapan, is Amira Aisha. She's the Deputy President of Muda. She's also Muda's Elections Director. Welcome to the show, Amira. How are you doing? Hello, hello, Dashan. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, does Muda intend to join Pakatan uh, Harapan officially or just form an electoral pact similar to the Johor elections? Because I think there's some confusion here as well. Well, as as the, you know, the announcement that we made the other day, right after our uh, elections conference with uh, the state leadership and all of our uh, central leadership of MUDA, uh, we want to request for an official meeting with the Pakatan Harapan Leadership Council, so we can jo- we can discuss about the um, you know the official joining of MUDA into Pakatan Harapan. So to answer that question in a short, um, you know, is that uh, it's not just an, an electoral pact. We believe that moving forward to general election fifteen, um, being together in a team of Pakatan Harapan to show a very strong united front that we're not only together for elections, uh, but we want to uh, move forward, uh, you know, in, in, in the whole political process together. It's very important to convince the voters. Right. So why this um, specific decision? So just to be clear, uh, joining Pakatan Harapan would mean that, um, you know, similar to APCO, DAP, Amana, PKR, MUDA intends to be one of the component parties of Pakatan Harapan. So why go with this decision instead of like the Johor election where it was sort of a loose agreement? Well, looking at the Johor State election, of course, is one of a good way uh, to go show a united front. Uh, but we learned from Joe election and what we realized is that during the Joe election, um, the people, although they they recognize the, the you know the uh, flag of Muda, the flag of PKR, the flag of Harapan, I think moving towards general election 15, it is much better. If you look at the GE14, for example, the formula of GE14, it is much better if we all go under the same banner, mm. um, you know, with the same uh, uh, manifesto, um, with uh, the same principles, same ideals to present to the people as a united front. Because when we go into election, we don't just go into election to say that we're here to win seats, but we go into election to say that look, we are ready as a team uh, to be the government in waiting. And to become the government in waiting, you have to prove to the people um, that you know we've managed to reach a consensus, we managed to work together um, as a strong uh, government in waiting. So that's, that's the, the idea behind it. Uh, why we feel that it's important for General Election 15 uh, to not just be in an electoral pact, uh, but to go together um, in, in one same uh, coalition. Right. Now, 
when Muda was first launched, right, Amira, um, the aim was to be a sort of disruptive party. That's the term that's been used um, a lot, especially by YB Said Sade. Um, and another term that um, that's being used is also third force, right? Um, that's the key word here, third force. Doesn't working with Harapan go against this very idea, especially if you all join the coalition officially? Um, I think to, to clear things up is that when we mentioned about uh, being disruptive, it doesn't mean that we want to uh, disrupt the other political parties. But it means simply means that we want to disrupt the existing political system where people are very, being very used to how the conservative political parties work and we want to present um, you know, a different way of how politics and political party can function. And when we say we want to disrupt the system, we mean, for example, uh, we want to show that a party can function without wings, for example, which is something that we have presented from day one. Uh, we want to show that um, you know, uh, the leadership of a party can be helped uh, by the young people, for example. And these are also the things that we have presented from, from the very first go. And so by joining Pakatan Harapan, that doesn't mean that we will lose on those ideals that we have presented since day one. In fact, ever since the establishment of MUDA, uh, I think we, we did not make it a secret that we, um, you know, we wanted to work with Pakatan Harapan from the very beginning. So even though uh, we just got registered in December, uh, but many, many times uh, before that, we have worked hand-in-hand with Pakatan Harapan as well when it comes to the people's issue. Um, so again, like I mentioned, being disruptive uh, does not mean that we want to, we want to say that we definitely do not want to work with anyone else, or we want to, you know, uh, make a make make chaos among the existing political parties. But rather to 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 show to the people that uh, look, we can look at politics and political party in a different way. Absolutely, but there is also this undeniable fact, right, that many of Muda's supporters, um, young people especially, are those that are neither Barisan national supporters, but they are also people who perhaps got tired of um, Pakatan Harapan themselves, perhaps how slow they moved in the 22 months, or you know the fact that uh, many of Pakatan members are the one that the key, uh, key figures behind Lanka Sheraton. So there was this general sense of disillusionment. Um, we hear about how you know many Pakatan supporters do not want to come out and vote and, and things like that. And so when Muda was announced, there are many people who are not just tired with Barisa National, but also tired with Pakatan Harapan and said, okay, this is a fresh party. I'm going to join this party. What are you doing to manage the expectations of Muda supporters, Muda members who do not like the idea that y'all are working with Pakatan Harapan or intend to work with them? Well, first and foremost, um, the decision to work with Pakatan Harapan in the first place uh, it's not a decision that was made by the top leadership only. Um, you know, uh, when we want to announce uh, about working with Pakatan Harapan, it was a discussion that has been going on for many, many months uh, and has been discussed even more intensely uh, after the Joe State election. Uh, you know, and, and we uh, posed this question to the state chapters uh, whether or not, um, you know, they they looking at Joe State election, whether or not it's better for us to be in Pakatan Harapan or for us to, to form an electoral pact with Pakatan Harapan. And collecting the voices of the state chapters, that's where we reached to the decision that we have made during the um, elections uh, elections um, conference the other day. 
And at the same time, even during the elections conference, uh, it's not just the central executive leadership position and it's not just us announcing it, but we also have the top leadership of our state chapters along with us uh, who agreed unanimously that that decision and that announcement should be made. And so, uh, you know, we, we have done the groundwork first uh, to let the people, you know, to let our state chapters know. But of course, granted, uh, when you make any decision at all uh, within a political party or, you know, moving forward in a, in a coalition, uh, you will have your yes and you will have your nays. So there will be people supporting a decision. There will be people who are against your decision. Similarly, if we even choose to, you know, if, if, for example, the choice is to not work with Pakatan Harapan, we will also have people who agree with us and we will also have people who disagree with us. I think what's very important is right now for us to go to the ground and meet up again with our Muda supporters and let them understand that just by working with Pakatan Harapan does not mean that Muda loses its core basic principles and core values. But I believe that moving together with Pakatan Harapan will strengthen not just Muda, but will also strengthen the whole Pakatan Harapan coalition uh, together. And the nature of Malaysian politics is such that to take over the state, it is just much better for us to work together as a team. And you know the dissenters uh, who caused Langkah Sharatan is no longer in Pakatan Harapan anyway, right? And so the issue of whether or not another Langkah Sharatan will happen in Pakatan Harapan is much less likely in comparison of whether or not Langkah Sharatan will happen in the current government that was caused by those who actually make Langkah Sharatan happen. Now, switching gears a little bit to the um, to some of the criticisms or, or scepticism that has been dished out by um, mem- uh, component parties of um, Pakatan Harapan, uh, specifically, I think there's been a lot of resistance from PKR. One of the reasons I'm seeing from the PKR bench, um, the supporter PKR supporters bench, is that there is this this scepticism, this worry that Muda might do what Bersatu did. Uh, Muda might be a, a Tun Dr. Mahadeh's Trojan horse. What is your thoughts on that? And, and secondly, what's being done to manage um, the, the sort of uh, bad blood between Muda and PKR? Just to, 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 to dispel the idea first that Muda um, is not uh, what they call Tuchu Atu right? or, 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 or Tun's Trojan horse, uh, which I felt that that was a very, very um, interesting wild imagination, uh, you know. Um, when Muda was formed, the only person who has ever had any political experience in an official political party before was Syed Sadiq. Um, I'm the deputy president. We have five vice presidents uh, and we have about 30 central executive committee uh, leaders and almost all of us has never been in political party before, much less in Tun Dr. Mahadeh's political party. Okay? And when Perjuang was formed, um, I was I was there with Said Sadiq and, and Tun extended the invitation to Sadiq. And I remembered uh, where, where Sadiq said to Tun that he, again, I, I must put this on record, is that Sadiq undoubtedly has high respect for Tun because, you know, he started his journey in politics uh, with Bersatu. But at the same time, ever since even Bersatu, he was very passionate about having a multiracial party. And so even in Bersatu, he was championing to, to sort of change Bersatu into a multiracial party, um, which didn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, but, but then he, he mentioned that if we create a new party, it has to be multiracial, in which Tun didn't agree um, for his own reasonings. Uh, right? uh, and so that's when he decided to not join Pejuang. Uh, and 
for myself, for example, um, when Bersatu was formed, Sadi invited me to join Bersatu as well. And he even invited me to work um, as a special officer in the minister's office um, by being a Bersatu uh, member as well. And I specifically rejected that offer because I don't believe uh, in having another race-based party. That was the biggest reason why I rejected that, that offer. And so to say that we are affiliated to Perjuang in any form at all is just, you know, totally wrong. And I think um, it's, it's unfair to say that to not just myself or Sadiq, but to so many other Muda members out there who entered Muda because they do not want to, to go to, you know, any other uh, existing political party, including uh, Perjuang that was formed by Tun. And, and many of them has never at all even met Tun Dr. Mahathir Muhammad, right? So that's number one. Uh, uh, number two, what are we doing to, to, to solve this issue with uh, PKR? Recently, I released a statement as well. I understand that when you want to, to go into a coalition, um, you know, there will be people who, who, doubt, uh, who doubt your intention. Uh, I we made the announcement bearing in mind that there will be criticisms and we were ready for the criticisms. Uh, and that is the reason why uh, in that statement I mentioned that I am very much uh, open to having a frank uh, discussion uh, with the leadership of Pakatan Harapan, especially PKR, uh, to clear the air. Uh, because I believe that, you know, uh, to show to the people that we are ready to become government in waiting, we also have to prove to the people that we are ready to work together. And so um, it is important for us to have that formal discussion um, for, for any misunderstandings to be cleared uh, so that we can move together stronger as a team. On the show with me today is Amira Aisha, Deputy President of MUDA. After the break, I ask her about seats MUDA is planning to contest at GE15. Keep it here on Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Live and Learn. I'm Dashran Johan. And on the show with me today is Amira Aisha, Deputy President of MUDA. She's also MUDA's Elections Director. And we're talking about MUDA's plan for GE15. So, Amira, earlier you mentioned something very interesting about how, you know, one of the things MUDA wants to uh, show and, and do differently and have been showing since day one is this is a party that can function even without winning seats. Um, you know, it, 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 has, uh, it works uh, on the ground. Um, and all of that, um, regardless whether it has seats in parliament or not, um, it wants to change the style of politics, change the system essentially um, with, with progressive ideas and all of that. And another party that comes to mind, um, a, a progressive party that also ha uh, that currently has doesn't even have a single seat in parliament, um, but for many, many years, um, decades even, have been pushing from the ground um, work on working on progressive ideas. And I'm talking about um, Party Socialist Malaysia, PSM. Um, has there been any considerations on the part of MUDA to work with PSM, especially on, you know, becoming this third force um, and uh, uh, something that is not mainstream at all when it comes to ideas? When it comes to um, working on people's issues, for example, uh, working on, you know, politics of service, politics of policy, MUDA is very much open to, to speak to anyone who has the same people's interest at heart. Uh, and that is the reason why um, we've been, uh, you know, we've, we've fought for uh, many things along with PSM as well. Uh, we've gone to the to the streets um, with uh, the youth wings of uh, PSM, for example. Um, 
our one of our top leadership, uh, Lim Wejet, uh, has also helped uh, PSM in, in many legal cases um, as well in the court. And so when we're talking about people's issues, definitely we have no problem at all to work with PSM. Um, when we're talking about uh, elections as well, and again, people's issues, not just with PSM, with any parties uh, that want to speak about people's uh, interests as well, right? Uh, and so, for example, even in, in Johor, for example, I'm even open to talking to the exco of Barisan National when it comes to the people's issues. Because I believe that, you know, politics is politics, but at the end of the day, politics is just a vehicle for you to, to make people's lives better. Right. Um, but most importantly is that, again, moving in G15 and many, many other general elections to come, um, it is important for us... Um, to show that there is a united front. Uh, and from the very beginning, we have said that uh, we we share the same principles, we share the same core values with Pakatan Harapan and we want to work with Pakatan Harapan. Um, at the same time, of course, uh, if working with Pakatan Harapan uh, can also mean that we can work together with other parties that share the same core principles and core values, we are obviously very much up to it, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, we understand that the nature of a coalition, if in the end, Pakatan Harapan Leadership Council accepts us into the coalition, it is not a decision to be made by Muda alone. Right? And, and uh, we also have very high respect in understanding the structure of coalition as well. Uh, and that, that decision has to be made uh, with the coalition as a whole. So our first step is to work, uh, to, to, to work with Pakatan Harapan first. And I will take it from there as we go. Apart from, let's say, anti-corruption or, you know, anti-Barisan National um, rhetoric, what would you say are some of the key um, similarities when it comes to principles, ideologies um, between Muda and Pakatan Harapan and perhaps some of the ideological, philosophical or policy differences? Yeah. And this is the reason why we believe that it is just perfect for Muda to work with Pakatan Harapan is simply because we share more similarities than differences, right? I think the, the real differences that we have with Pakatan Harapan is in, in the way that we run our political party. It's an internal way of how a political party work. Um, in the sense that, again, like I mentioned, uh, Muda does not have any wings. Uh, Muda, uh, you know, uh, from the very beginning, champions uh, the fact that young people should be leading the party, should be leading the country, and all those things. But similarities, we have much more you know, uh, similar with Pakatan Harapan. For example, um, we all believe uh, in, in the party Pakatan, in the coalition of Pakatan Harapan, Kadilan, Amana, uh, DAP, and APCO. Similarly, with Muda, we all believe that um, it should be Malaysia should start embracing the fact that we are multiracial uh, and uh, getting away from a race-based uh, party or race-based coalition, for that matter. Uh, we uh, we all share the same. Uh, policy preference of having institutional reforms, right? Things like separating the power of AG and the public prosecutor's office. Things like championing IPCMC, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and a lot more other institutional reforms. Things like giving um, the uh, Malaysian mothers the right to grant citizenship to their overseas-born children. Uh, and all those things are things that we have similarities in Pakatan Harapan. Uh, that we we do not have that similarity with Barisan National or even Pakatan National for that matter. And that is the reason why even before we work together with Pakatan Harapan in the coalition, 
we have been championing these issues together. And so, uh, you know, we have gone on on forums and talks and programs and uh, sometimes taking it to the streets together with friends of Pakatan Harapan. So it only makes sense for us to formalize uh, that togetherness and, 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 and to formalize the fact and let the people understand the fact that we have a lot of similarities when it comes to how we want to take Malaysia forward. Amira, what would you say to Harapan supporters who are sceptical or perhaps if they're not sceptical of, of uh, Moda's honesty and, and transparency and, and intent, um, they're wondering, okay, what is Moda going to bring to Pakatan Harapan? Because again, another criticism I've seen is that, yeah, uh, Harapan, the various component parties did the groundwork um, for many, many years. Um, some say since 98 and, and, and things like that. And now Moda is coming in to ride on Harapan's coattails. Um, how do you respond to that? Of course, we can't say that we've done the groundwork since '98. <laughs> we've just been uh, formally registered in December. Right. But ever since we submitted our registration, uh, Muda's grassroots have been working non-stop on the ground as well. Um, for example, look at during the um, white flag campaign, or even during the black flag campaign, um, the Lawan campaign. You look at uh, Missy Banje National. Um, you look at all protests that we've been having this past couple of months, you can see that the Muda grassroots um, have always been there, you know, to, to, to go down and to do the work. That it doesn't mean that just because Muda is young, it doesn't mean that uh, we feel entitled to get everything we want without doing the work first. Um, again, like I mentioned, uh, I understand that when we want to work in a coalition, there will be dissenters. There will be people who say that we shouldn't work in coalition, right? Uh, and that um, there will be criticism against Muda. And that is why I very much appreciate um, the Pakatan leaders who see the value of working with Muda and has made uh, their opinions public. Um, for example, uh, you know, uh, YB Anthony Lowe, YB Dr. Zul, YB Khalid Samad, uh, YB Ramasami. They have all made it very clear uh, that it is much better for Muda to work with Pakatan Harapan and vice versa for Pakatan Harapan to work with Muda. Because the flip side is that we don't work together and and we will show that we are disunited. Right. Um, I will not dismiss the fact that, of course, Pakatan Harapan has a bigger gentra than Muda. Right? We are new. Um, we are a small party in comparison with the party in Pakatan Harapan Coalition. But Muda also um, has our own values to offer. We have, although we are small, although we are new, but we have extremely passionate young people who have never joined politics before, who are very, very passionate in serving. For example, when I was campaigning in Puchiwangsa, right, I have those as young as 16, 17 years old as my campaigners who are very excited to go down on the ground and to experience politics as it is, right? Um, during pre and again, looking at uh, the, the Johor State election, um, we're not just hoping for Pakatan Harapan to assist us. But again, I, making this very clear, I'm very, very grateful for all the help that I've received uh, from the Pakatan Harapan components. But at the same time, Muda also tries as best as possible for us to go to assist our Pakatan Harapan partners. I myself, although I was campaigning for my own campaign, I went down to assist 
to do trauma for YB Leo Chai Tong, to YB Liu Chin Tong, YB Andrew Che. Uh, and I even went as far as Pulai Sebatang uh, to assist, um, you know, uh, the, the the previous, the former speaker, um, Mr. Swaizen Kayet. Right? And so all this shows that the sincerity of Muda to work together in Pakatan Harapan and not just riding on Pakatan Harapan coattails, but to also give a value add uh, to the coalition as a whole. And again, this is where I mentioned as well is in my statement, I'm very, very open and ready to have a frank, full discussion with the, especially the PTR uh, leaders who might have doubts uh, in Muda and Muda's sincerity to work together with them. It, it's reported that Muda is planning to contest um, 15 seats in the upcoming general elections. How did you narrow it down to 15? We, we, we looked at our state chapters. That is the most important thing. Uh, and where we see that um, you know, we have uh, potential uh, to contest and we have the people who can uh, also do the groundwork over there. Right? Uh, and so to just dis- dis- dispel a little bit where people think that uh, Muda only wants to contest uh, in urban seats, for example. Right. Believe, right? Uh, again, I will not dismiss the fact that Muda is very strong in urban areas. But we also have strength in, in semi-urban and rural areas. For example, our state chapter in Sabah is very, very strong. And recently, um, they went to Kota Marudu. And in the two, three days they were there, they managed to get uh, more than 100 new membership in Kota Marudu, which is a very rural area. Uh, we have a very strong chapter in, in Ranau, uh, for example, right? And many other uh, rural and semi-urban areas as well. And so we're not just looking at an urban area. And at the same time, um, we've also uh, commissioned polling houses. And, um, you know, we really believe that when you want to take politics one step further, it shouldn't just be based on sentiments on the ground, but it should also be based on facts and figures. And so when we commission the polling houses, we take into consideration all the findings that we get very seriously and also to match it with, again, you know, the discussion that we have with the state chapters. As, a, as the elections director and also as the deputy president of Muda, I very much respect um, what my state chapters um, want to, to do and also what they feel they are capable to do. And so these two things, the facts and figures and the abilities of our state chapters are being discussed together. Um, but at the same time, again, like I mentioned, and I have mentioned this in the press conference as well, is that we are targeting not more than 15 parliament seats, but of course, we understand that these are all up to you know the discussions and negotiations that we will have uh, with Pakatan Harapan uh, if the President Council of Pakatan Harapan agrees to have us. Um, we understand the nature of coalition and of course, seat negotiations have to happen. And most importantly, Muda is just not in G15 only to win seats, but to you know to 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 give a better choice for the Malaysians. We want to return back uh, the people's win in GE14. And we want to become a value at Pakatan Harapan and not simply just demanding that, you know, we have seats to contest in GE15. What happens if negotiations with Pakatan Harapan fall short on specific seats? Are we 
expecting to see a, a repeat of um, Larkin State's uh, seat in, in Johor, where um, Muda contested not just against Barisan National, but also Pakatan Harapan and, and so on and so forth, um, which again, a decision that um, really uh, received mixed uh, responses, right? Some people were like, yes, this is what we want from Muda all along. Um, and other people were like, no, you know, you're just making things worse and splitting the votes and so on and so forth. Well, Muda is a political party, right? And at the end of the day, um, a political party has to contest in an election. Um, if we don't contest in an election, we, we might as well just form an NGO to fight for what we believe in. Right. Um, so regardless of um, the result of negotiation, Muda will enter election and we are ready to enter elections. Um, if the negotiations fall short, then the discussion will go back uh, to the political bureau and to the central executive council. Um, uh, we, you know, what we want right now is to focus on ensuring that negotiations do not fall short. <laughs> um, again, like I mentioned, whatever happens, we will contest in G15. Uh, but we would much, much rather for us to go into G15 as a strong coalition with Pakatan Harapan. <laughs> Do you, uh, Amira, feel shackled by our electoral system, which is the first-past-the-post electoral system? Because it seems that every single time there's an election, um, a lot of times the focus is on seat negotiations. Um, is there going to be a clash? Is there going to be a split of vote? Um, then even from the perspective of the voters, there's always this, okay, this may not be my favourite party, but they're contesting here and they're part of this coalition. So as a strategy, I'll just vote for them and, and things like that. Do you think, um, you know, when we discuss reforms and all of that, um, one of the things that we should be discussing is moving away from the first-past-the-post system into something more proportionate? I've, I've had this, I think, this uh, discussion with many people and, and, and interview, in fact. And many times over, I've said that I believe that we should move on from first-past-the-post system. Like... Malaysia is one of very few countries that are still using first past the post system, right? right. It's a, it's a system that we inherit um, from uh, from uh, the United Kingdom, mm -hmm. and even they are not using the system anymore. And so it's 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 just high time for us to move away from the first past the post system. But at the same time, our electoral system has to has to go through reform more than just the first past the post system, right? Um, the way we have our seats, uh, uh, our seats uh, alienation, for example, um, right? Um, when you look at how seats were divided in, in Malaysia, it's just very disproportionate and unfair. Right. For example, with the coming of only eighteen and the new voters, you look at how the seat with the highest number of voters is uh, will be um, Bangi with three hundred thousand voters. In comparison with the seat that has the least number of voters, which is Igan in Sarawak, that is about 27 to 28,000 voters. That's a huge discrepancy. Yeah, it's 10 so, times more. Yes, and yeah. the voting power will be much lesser, especially to the youth, because mostly the youth will go to urban, and urban areas are where the number of voters increase much, much more. Right. Right? So the, the voting power of the people in Igan in comparison to the people in Bali is 1 to 10 ratio. And that's a huge difference. In the same way of how, for example, you look at Puchu Wangsa as a state seat, and I have 112,000 voters in Puchu Wangsa. In comparison, take it, for example, Moa, which is a parliament seat. 
but there are only about 60,000 voters in the coming election. So even between state and parliament seats, there's a huge discrepancy. Right. I think this is also something that we have to address so that every Malaysian has the same voting power. So we want to divide you know, the, the, the sempadan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you have to make sure that it's equal and it's it's not, right. you know, gerrymandering it to suit your voting preferences. Be it whether uh, whoever is in government next, that has to be fixed. And also I believe that another thing that we have to be fixed is ensuring that our election system, uh, our electoral system makes, uh, makes it fair for everyone to have the power to vote. Uh, we've seen this many, many times in every election where the people who live overseas, they do not get their ballot paper in right. time, right? And and they do not have that liberty to vote for those who they believe in. In the same way as how we have not yet reached the point where we are very, we are friendly to the disabled voters. And I believe that until we reach to the point where every voters, uh, you know, every Malaysian's vote counts, then we are still falling much behind in our electoral system and that has to change. All right. Uh, moving away from, you know, election strategies and whatnot, what are the key issue that, issues that Muda will be focusing on um, this coming elections? Well, we are very much focused in, in championing people's issues, of course. And so recently we launched our uh, Malaysia Maju, which is a, a project where we want to collect the people's voices from the ground uh, and then to give our policy offer to the people. We are nearing our, uh, our you know, the, the peak of Malaysia Maju for us to present that what we call the Kertas Hitam of Muda. Right. <laughs> Say white paper, but because we are like <laughs> the, the black army. <laughs> so that's what we are going to uh, right. send to the people. Um, but, in, you know, at the top of my mind, um, the issues that we have, we are very, very passionate about. When, when I looked at the feedback that we received in Malaysia Maju, the same things that the people want uh, is a much better um, you know, education reform, for example. From the very beginning of uh, you know, primary, secondary education, where they want better empowerment of TVET, um, in the TVET sector in the education system, uh, wanting to have um, you know, a much clearer path in which I believe that that should be the takeoff system in education, uh, in which they believe that um, every child should have equal access to education. That is one of the things that, you know, a lot of people are putting that on uh, their, their Malaysia Maju feedback. At the same time, uh, fairer, uh, you know, tax reforms that I believe that we should start uh, focusing on. Uh, we should start focusing also on food security. All these things are the issues that we want to champion, not just in GE15, but issues that we want to champion until um, there is a change. Um, institutional reforms, as I've mentioned before, electoral reform, uh, uh, ensuring there's IPCMC, ensuring there's a, um, you know, uh, to, to, to separate uh, AG and also uh, the public prosecutor's office. All these things are things that we should champion to ensure uh, better transparency in the system and also to ensure uh, that it is not, the system is not easily manipulated. No matter who becomes government, the system remains intact. So when can we expect this kertas hitam from Muda? Well, we are expecting to, to, to have that policy conference in the early October. We are in the works for it. Our policy, policy team, uh, just yesterday, I, I met up with them. Um, aggressively, they are collecting their, their, you know, 
forming the policy paper as the as the data comes in. Uh, and I think they are um, very much ready. There are some very interesting findings as well. And we very look forward to share that in early October. Fantastic. All right, before we wrap this conversation up, uh, Amira, would you have a final message for us? Well, um, again, this, this message, um, number one is to um, the public and also uh, the Pakatan Harapan, specifically PKR uh, supporters. Um, for Muda, we do not want to be um, the party of only G15. Right? We want to be a party of the future. Uh, we do not want to enter elections simply to win seats. Uh, but we form Muda because we believe uh, that you know uh, we want to enter elections as a government in waiting. Uh, and we believe that the core principles and core values of Muda is very much in line with the core principles and core values of Pakatan Harapan. Uh, moving towards General Election 15, I think it's a very, very important and monumental general election um, moving after General Election 14. Right? I believe that the best strategy for us to move forward is simply with a united front to prove to the people uh, that political parties are not just in it to squabble on who gets the most seat. But we are in it because we want to make politics as our vehicle to serve the people, to give better policy options for the people. And I believe that, you know, I have faith. Um, for example, in the, in the Pakatan Harapan Leadership Council, um, you know, Mr. Anthony Lowe, YB Anthony Lowe, YB Dr. Zul, YB Khaled Saman have all said that, uh, have all shared our sentiment that it is better for us to work together uh, than work separately. And I again for Muda supporters, um, you know, uh, fret not simply because we are working with Pakatan Harapan does not mean that we are losing sight on our core principles and core values. In fact, we believe that working with Pakatan Harapan will strengthen that even more. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Asher. That was Amira Aisha. She's the Deputy President of MUDA. She's also MUDA's Elections Director. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Live and Learn, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.